1: to Season 1, Episode 11 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. I am Caleb B., and that, as always, is where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow our account at GC underscore cast. Hit up our Gmail at graveconsequencespodcast at gmail.com. Criticism, complaints, compliments, everything is welcome, except dick pics, as always, such as tradition. So, today... Uh, me and old Greggy Poo, we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 11 of Lucha Underground. This, the title of this episode was Last Luchador Standing, and um, probably not going to make any topical references to the current times we're in, but it is October 30th for reference for when this episode does drop, so if anything sounds dated, that's that's why. <laughs> Greg, so how are you on this lovely Devil's Night, sir?
2: Uh, well, it's like 40 degrees outside and it's rainy and that's not working. So I'm I'm having a blast.
1: You should uh, you should go uh, do the old flaming dog poop on uh, your neighbor's uh, porch, you know, in oh. honor of Devil's Night or well, watch we, the crow.
2: Well, I would probably do the second because I live in a townhouse. So my neighbor mm. would have to walk like maybe five feet at most to get to my door to be like. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna mm. beat the shit out of you right now, so I'll
1: oh, pass on oh. that. <laughs> Okay. Okay, well it sounded better on paper. Um Congratulations to the Dodgers on winning the World Series and super spreading. That's that's awesome, you know. <laughs> gotta gotta celebrate the World Series, damn it. Just wanna get that in there. Hey, you know who wouldn't do that type of shit? The Atlanta Braves. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode if you will. That all right with you Greg? Let's do it. Nice. So the first match of the night, oh by the way, the town or the house band is back again. Love to hear them as always. First match of the night, we've got the crew. This iteration is Cortez Castro and Mr. Cisco who was originally introduced just as Cisco, but he quickly um uh, corrected melissa santos and they are facing a couple of technicos by the names of pimpinella escalata and mascarita sagrada by god both of these acts are over it makes sense that they were uh, teaming together especially given what they did in this match
2: yeah it was a it, it on paper it would sound like a match that's you know kind of not a good mix but the juxtaposition of it all actually made it pretty entertaining Uh, Throughout.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't use more than four syllables in a word on me, Greg. I'm stupid. Sorry, it's one of my five dollar words. I have to use at least five of them each show. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So the flow of the match that I was getting is that by and large the crew was dominating. There were a handful of uh, hope spots in there, but again, just by and by and large, the crew was dominating.
2: Yeah, they had uh, Pimpinella and Masquerita do a bunch of very technical, very acrobatic moves. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the time, somehow the crew kept it so that it was a two-on-one situation. The majority of the time, or it was at least a super cheap move uh, designed to just hurt
1: you really bad. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you don't mind going right to the finish here, that shatter machine that Masquerita ate, my God, that was crisp.
2: It was probably one of the best shatter machines I've ever seen. And considering he's a smaller target, uh, one, it hit his entire body, not just his back, but like entire body. And that's gotta be hard to catch someone uh, that small and have it look as well as it did. Uh, It was a very good one.
1: So uh, thankfully that's not all we got from this segment. There's more to this because throughout the match, big Rick was in the crowd watching Big Rick got up from his seat in the temple and I noticed as he got up like someone might have like grabbed at him because a couple of seconds later he like glares presumably at whoever like reached at him and I thought that was like okay that's a nice touch like Big Rick ain't fucking around for sure like he don't care who you are and um, Rick comes in grabs a mic and uh, he's clearly just angry at the crew for some reason probably because they got eliminated before he got to Aztec Warfare. But he said he just wants everyone to know like he's coming for the gold and he's not playing around. And when he means everyone, he means everyone stares right at the crew. But who is not too fond of this at all? The crew. Because they immediately attack him, just beating the crap out of him. And I love this segment because of everything that is going to come after this. I remember it, and um, I mean, we're talking kendo stick shots. Pure assault, man. And you know how it ended? That uh, cigar that Big Rick was, uh, you know, smoking on, gave to Mr. Sisko. Shouldn't have done that, because that came back to bite him in the end of the segment. Bale and Castro have him prone. He he, he can't move. He Can't move. This is key. Mr. Sisko takes the stogie, puts it out on his eye that's hardcore
2: this is uh years before wwe would have their eye for an eye match so
1: yeah maybe they watch this here, here's the thing it's funny is like you know people look at the uh mysterio thing as hokey and it certainly got hokey when they put like um um prosthetic eyeballs in the mix and everything but like, there's a way to do these blinding angles that is like pure emotion, and you're about to see one over the next couple of months of this. You're gonna see an angle that you're like, "Oh my god, I hate these guys, I love this one."
2: Well, pro wrestling has a history of blinding uh, stories, mm-hmm. or people getting yes. their eyes injured, like sand in the eyes.
1: Yeah, I was gonna uh, say you have the uh, you have the um, as old as time ECW one where Sandman faked being blind. And uh, was going to retire and then revealed, like, oh, no, it's a ruse. Hit Tommy Dreamer over the head with a uh, kendo stick.
2: Poor Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, there, poor Tommy. The whole segment, uh, I knew it was coming because, you know, me and you both watched it when it first aired. Mm-hmm. They, I, even though I knew it was happening, there's such a size difference between, you know, Big Rick and the crew. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like a whole person above them. And the whole time I'm wondering, how are they going to make this? Because I didn't remember how it actually happened. I was like, how are they going to make this believable? Um, yeah. Because these these guys aren't like Pac. They're, they're short, but they're not like Pac. They're they are not, you know, brutal strikers, like, you know, technical no,
1: like, strikers. And not only that, it's like, okay, like, not only that, but, like, Pac is, like, fit, whereas, like, yeah, Castro is okay, but, like, Bale is skinny fat, and Cisco is a chubby guy. He's being... Yeah, and- Completely and, transparent.
2: And they're not even like Zach Saber Jr. where they're submission experts. So like if you're looking at this like a fight in like a sport, you're like, okay, uh, there's three of them, but I think Big Rick could kill probably like five of them if he felt like it. But the moves they did, like they went for like a, a chop block at first. It's yep. like, okay, I That's can do they that
1: they uh, Yep.
2: Yeah, they basically just went for the weakest parts of the body, you know, because the, the weakest link uh brings the whole fence down. I don't know the actual quote anymore, but you know they they did it well uh it's it may seem like an old familiar or cheap or reused attack but a a chop block would you know especially if you are a fan of football you should know that the chop block
1: if anyone is questioning like the toughness of someone who goes down after a chop block that tells me you've never taken one yeah you don't take one to find out just believe uh, no 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 <laughs> i i am saying no 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 like if you, if you think like oh it's so big and bad go and take one come back with your results on twitter tell me how it went for you
2: well i told you uh were you in the group chat when i was talking about when i took a chop for real
1: um uh, no apparently not
2: well i was at a party uh i forget what kind of party it was for like new year's or something yeah. and I, w- I was talking to a few other people that were wrestling fans and the other one, you know, did he did uh, amateur wrestling in high school and he, you know, he messed around with some pro wrestling, like just from talking to people. And he mm-hmm. did an overhand chop because I didn't think it it would like uh, I didn't I thought it would just hurt hurt, but it took yeah. all the wind out of my body. Yeah. Like and I collapsed. <laughs> and it yeah. like, like yeah, it hurts, but it just stings so much that it's kinda of like doing a belly flop.
1: Yeah, no. and that's uh, I believe it was last or no, it may have been this week actually, when uh, during the Pentagon match later on, but Vampiro's talking about these chops. Like, yeah, not only do these chops hurt, but like, okay, you're wearing a vest, okay, cool, but if you take a chop, so you're you're still gonna lose your breath, like you your wind it. is gonna be gone. Yeah,
2: I'm sure wrestlers they get toughened up to the point where like it doesn't matter. But I mean, just look at the 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 Walter versus Dragonov match they were talking about. It yeah. is really good. So if you get a chance, watch it. It's like a fight because they're just clotheslining and chopping. Dragonov's yep. chest gets so and the back of his neck. Like normally, you've seen where their chest starts bleeding. Yeah. And chops, the back of his neck, like across the uh, the shoulders and everything,
0: okay. already
2: bleeding. Yeah, it's really good. Check it uh, out. I'll 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 check it out. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's uh,
1: it is it is five stars. I loved it. Yeah. Um. So next up, oh, by the way, after the crew attacked Big Rick, they went right to the office of El Jefe, which led us into our next segment. The crew talking to Dario Cueto and uh, Dario hands them some money. And he says, hey, you know, do more. I'll dig deeper. And he says, you know what? Big Rick had a hard time seeing eye to eye with me on the business we could have done. But I think now he's going to have a hard time seeing anything. So I'm like, damn it, Dario you bastard
2: well uh it fits his character and it, i guess he wasn't lying about not having hired them yet but now yeah. he has
1: <laughs> i suppose i suppose that's true but that being said um D- <laughs> dario does something with uh three particular luchadors later on in the season that you're like okay you did all this and then, like y- you, you motivated them to do something. And then, as they were going to do something, you tried to just take it away from them. Yeah, he's like, kind of Dario Cueto, He is Dario Cueto is a grade A dick.
2: He's a dick, and it, it he definitely, as you'll see later on in the show. He has, if you want to dig deeper into wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to like overanalyze it. He's got yeah. some emotional problems that make him kind of like almost destroy things he loves. Like he'll create yeah. these dynamics, he'll push these wrestlers and then decide, uh, they're getting too big. I want to crush them. Like he, yeah. it's almost like crabs in a bucket. He'll build one up and then he'll tear, tear it back down. You know, and <laughs> is it's...
1: he supposed to be like a commentary on Vince McMahon?
2: Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, maybe. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, <laughs> Next up, we had an interview with the man they call Cage. The machine they call Cage, rather. I didn't <laughs> like this interview. I thought there was a lot of Vampiro putting himself over and, like, making the shit about him. And maybe they told him to. If they did, that's their fault.
2: It, you know what? You didn't like it, but I think it's actually the best one he's done, though, because the way Brian Cage responded. Yeah. He was... Was, he's like i'm not gonna let you you know antagonize me and he yeah. just went he just doubled down he's like i'll beat this shit out of anybody and i'm taking my title opportunity anytime i want because vampiro kept doing the uh, stupid nxt thing it's like well why do you deserve it why are you so great like those stupid yeah. interview questions like you're a salesman or some shit and mm-hmm. cage is like look i'm not have to prove it to you just give me my title shot i will take it i will yeah. beat the crap out of you and that's all you need to know
1: and i liked it yeah no i agree i agree I mean, I thought Cage was great in this interview. He basically said, like, well, Vampiro's like, well, you have a lot of heat in the back, and blah, blah, blah. And Cage is like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) I did, too. and That was great. That was great, for sure. They don't give titles out to the nicest luchador. (laughs) Exactly. He did say that. That was a good quote. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Cage's talking, but, like, this was actually really good. It was. And, And
2: he was going in there with a bad interviewer as far mm-hmm.
1: as we're both concerned. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um <laughs> next up our boy Superfly is out here to uh do some honors for one Pentagon Jr. coming to the ring to the sounds of definitely not Butterfly by Crazy Town. Um <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, and and Clive has said it before, it's right there. Like it's the same song. Um <laughs> This match, right. uh, I know, right? This match, uh, not a lot going on here. Uh, this was more more to put Pentagon over, which makes sense. You know, it's like a, this was like a uh, a regen- uh, regenesis. That's not even a word. Whatever. It's a rebirth for Pentagon Jr., the character. Uh, he is no longer no longer the lackey for Chavo Guerrero, thank God. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah, go he's, ahead. he's
2: he's no longer gonna be a dork anymore. And he needed this. Like it was finally a match where he put himself like he's he's had some spots with Phoenix recently. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is the first time where he's not just putting over the other guy. And he's actually they're making him look good. And uh they even call his uh sling blade the uh Tanahashi uh uh what is it called? They were they're referring to Tanahashi again, but this, yeah. this is the beginning of when pentagon starts becoming a star and uh i hopefully i'm not cutting you off but were you uh, gonna say anything about the promo uh
1: oh by the way superfly lost of course uh the lung blower that superfly took was really crisp i noticed that um the chops from pentagon also were sick of course you know they can add sounds and pose but still sick. pentagon gets the win off a of package pile driver Promo, basically from the promo, what I gather is says Chavo's a fraud. Chavo wasn't willing to help him, but he knows there's someone out there to help him. Okay, yo soy cero because I have zero fear. Um, this guy, God, I hope he can find someone to mentor him. And if he does, I would love to see where it goes. Well, I think
2: he's alluding to already finding that person. And I don't know if you Ooh. noticed. Yeah, I think I, 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 it came across to me like he already found that person, uh, but I, I guess it's how it, it. I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong with that interpretation, but um, I don't know if you we noticed, know right? where it's going. Yeah, we know where it's going. Yeah. Uh, but did you notice how over he was in at that after yeah. that promo? Yeah, and he's yeah. been a geek for a while the, now.
1: It's wild too. Like the. <laughs> Greatest journey starts with a single step. Like Cerro Miedo started out here as, like, okay, like it was okay, got over in the matches a little bit to where, like, a couple years down the line, it's like every match he has started the match. Cerro Miedo, a couple years later, a tight end for the freaking 49ers is doing Cerro Miedo in the Super Bowl.
2: I know, man. He's he he's just everything clicked for this guy like
1: yeah
2: everything about his gimmick like it, it if you take it apart the sum of the parts don't each individual part doesn't seem like it would ma- it would make like a main event star but the sum of all the parts is just more and yeah. it just all comes together like i like this gi joe looking evil samurai or ninja luchador yeah you know that I like tells me that
1: he wasn't wearing I, I liked and it's an aesthetic i like that he wasn't wearing sleeves this week
2: Yes, I mean he needed to get rid of the sleeves, uh, yeah. Because it's it, it, the package gets better. Like he he starts looking more like a killer because he has mm-hmm. he's had he has a little too much white in his outfit that makes him look like a yeah. Mortal Kombat character. Yes, um, in my eyes, like there's a lot you can critique, but he just blows through that criticism, and he becomes yeah. a star.
1: Absolutely, man, and it becomes a star on the back of Lucha Underground and it is a shame that it ended the way it did because, my God, they had so much more in them. They just, ugh, for circumstances beyond their control or beyond the talent's control, the show had to end. Um. Oh, by the oh. way, uh, we talked about uh crossover from wrestling to football. Uh, one unrelated note from the show, Rock is threatening to sue Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott for his Feed Me tattoo.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I think I saw that. That's uh, he can right back is he's not making any friends with you
0: know. It's what Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion one hundred and fifty. Then BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Well, here's the thing. The tattoo is weird because Zeke Elliott got uh, Feed Me on his stomach. Like, that's weird. (laughs) (coughs) like i mean yeah i know there are such things as lasers but like by and large like that's permanent
2: no if you get a tattoo it's permanent you can get lasers but you could still they're not perfect and you know if if you get a tattoo it's kind of like kind of like getting a dog make sure you're serious about it you know uh Because it, it, you might as well. It's going to be there for a long time, and people are going to see it. So this
1: guy's also a running back in the NFL, and their tenures tend to be shorter than most position players. So he may only be in the league for like maybe seven more years.
2: Hopefully, he's smart with his
1: money. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Maybe he won't get any more stomach tattoos. Uh, Next (laughs) up, we had Sexy Star versus El Mariachi Loco uh one thing i wanted to point out was vampiro put sexy star above lita and trish stratus in this like i like sexy but let's not uh nah uh, i disagree now,
2: i got the impression that he and this is this is just my impression because i was telling you before we recorded before we recorded yeah. that i wasn't a fan of matt striker on this show at all with the things he was saying and i got the impression that vampiro was like me sick of him bringing up because he was bringing up a lot of WWE people, and he has, mm-hmm. and I got the impression like just I don't think kayfabe is, I think kayfabe is real for Vampiro, so yeah. he was just kind of annoyed that he keeps bringing up WWE. Like he was only bringing up, uh, he brought up Mula and then two WWE girls, and there's probably, uh, Triple A and and Luchador females that maybe he should have brought up more than those, you know, um wwe like wrestling.
1: maybe like a fabi apache or like a of valkyrie that sort of thing
2: yeah uh, just just and, and yeah maybe he used the wwe people because that's what people would remember but yeah. it's kind of like stop talking about your ex-girlfriend bro yeah <laughs> stop. yeah like even if it makes sense stop get over her
1: yeah no um, matt Stryker definitely uh sounds like the uh, jealous ex for sure the constant need to compare is just, eh, a little bit much. Uh, speaking of a little bit much, li- li- a little a little less than a little bit much here, we had uh, Sexy Star and Mariachi Loco actually in the ring. I noticed a lot of this was Mariachi flirting with Sexy, and Sexy seemingly to uh, the uh, dick-brained Mariachi, like, reciprocating. Like, she did it a couple of times. She, like, lured him in with, like, flirt flirtation. With feminine wiles, as the old folks would say.
2: Yeah, he was using masculine wiles and she was using the feminine wiles. So it was a battle of the wiles
1: throughout this mm-hmm. match. And the feminine wiles won, as they always do.
2: Well, did you catch the part, uh, going back to the, how awful Matt Stryker was on this episode? Uh, sexy Star does a bicycle kick to a, I think he was getting up mariachi loco. And it was good. Mm-hmm. She did three in a row to him while he was like, trying to get up and vampiro okay. loved it yeah vampiro loved it and matt Stryker says something to the lines of well you don't have to tell me i grew up with three girls and vampiro correctly said what the fuck does that mean like <laughs> did, did they practice bicycle kicks on you like it's just a weird i don't think he was on his best game this night because no. it just it pissed me off frankly and, this was, and uh yeah it wasn't this his was best... not
1: a good night for matt striker
2: And dude, Mariachi Loco, right now, he might be my favorite because I forgot how much, I forgot all about him. He's like, why? Because they they brought him in uh, as he's coming down during his entrance. uh, Some, I forget, I don't know if it is Vampiro or Matt Stryker, but they said he works for tips. So after the show, he goes around getting dollars from everyone in the (laughs) audience. And yes, the more you, the older you get, the more you kind of like, uh or whatever medium I'm in you kind of like the comedic loser like you know yeah. uh, Avalon and and Cutler in AEW uh um, yeah. this guy was a busser he was a dishwasher and it's a kind of an underdog story it's a joke but he's good in the ring so i don't know man i i,
1: yeah. I if
2: if he came if he showed up in AEW now i wouldn't
1: complain i'm definitely ready for that mariachi loco redemption story in the later part of the season um oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so i think it's time for the main event we don't have a we don't need to talk about any old uh soul-sucking sponsors this week do we greg
2: no but we are currently looking for sponsors so if you want to give us money we will say words
1: yes and uh as always sign up for my Onlyfans fans onlyfans.com slash what was it uh mediocre um what was it? Oh my god! Tell big feet. feet and big feet and mediocre units. I think was the name of it. Uh, uh, it's it's really wordy. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't get to uh, it. I'll uh, have to do maintenance on it. But for the ladies and for the fellas, I wear a size thirteen. For what it's worth. <laughs> so my OnlyFans, my fake OnlyFans, is our sponsor this week. Um, that being said, man. All all goofing off aside. Let's talk about the main event, man. This was um things were coming to a head. This was the namesake of the episode. Last Luchador standing. It's exactly what it sounds like. The only way to win is to make sure your opponent cannot answer the count of ten. That being said, King Cuerno versus Drago. Um here's what I have written down. Hardcore back and forth. I, I did uh notice the tope. When Cuerno does a tope, he doesn't half-ass it. He comes right at you, like full force, jumping Jeff Farmer style.
2: Yeah, it was... Uh, it, they, they even gave it the, the Spanish translation, La Fleche de Inferno. In, inferno
1: you butchered that, man. Oh, yeah, I can't speak Spanish whatsoever. Uh, you you freaking honky. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was out of line. <laughs> oh, hey, Drago was put on the table by Cuerno. Cuerno went up to the apron. He wanted to. Uh, uh, did he want to do like a moonsault, a split-legged springboard moonsault like from the top rope or something? Because he seemed like that? pretty inspired. Which, uh, which um, Drago or? It, it didn't happen because Drago got off the table, but it looked like, Cuerno was going to go for something like springboard off the ropes through Drago through the table.
2: I think I missed that spot. Cause I don't remember. Cause I remember he slapped the table and it almost broke because it was so mm. flimsy. I was like, yeah, yeah. To, I probably wouldn't do that, but I don't remember Definitely that.
1: Definitely not a Japanese table. No. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed at one point there was uh, strikes being exchanged on the apron. Cuerno hits a, thr- hits the thrill of the hunt from the apron. Through the table, Drago's the the very tippy top of Drago's head maybe touches hardwood for like a second, but most of that table bump was Cuerno. But they did not acknowledge it. So in the kayfabe, that was not what happened.
2: No, in the kayfabe, uh Drago got killed with a driver through a uh, yes. through a table, and yes. almost hit a few of the people in the stands. I, I was noticing that how <laughs> close they get to the fans in the front. I guess I wonder if you have to sign a waiver, or you had to back then.
1: I would assume. I would assume. Like, and not only that, like they had they had marks who would come in there, sign an NDA. Like so, if they were filming like months ahead of time, you couldn't just put the shit on Twitter, lest you get sued.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, that's it is how they, good for Lucha. You don't want to spoil that's
1: that. That's how they protected spoilers for so long, and that's why MVP was not on Season 3 like he was supposed to be because he broke the NDA by putting by talking about it on his podcast.
2: That's stupid.
1: <laughs> that is, man. I hate that. Like, oh, come on. People were going to see him. And MVP was awesome, especially at the time. That was when he was doing his uh, thing as Lashley's manager in TNA. Um. Well, he's not the only one to mess up. There's another wrestler from TNA uh, that
2: shows up at oh, the end of the season. Yes. Yeah. yeah he,
1: well, yeah. we can broach that later on, but like that's not necessarily going to come up on this show.
2: <laughs> but he, he, yeah. he was on there for a while and he blew it.
1: Yeah. Well, he has. I hate, now that I think about it, he, actu- he actually has not shown up here yet. So I guess it would be a little inappropriate to talk about that right now
2: oh yeah, we can't talk
1: about it now. I'm just saying we will. Yeah, absolutely. We will. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We will. And another, dude, there was a thing with a ref in like uh, around the time of season three, where like the Hardys had to, in Hardys and TNA had to like trickily edit a match to where they weren't showing a particular ref. It was weird. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know about yeah, I'll, that. I'll talk, I'll talk about it off air, but yeah, it was freaking wild. Um, Oh, by the way, the thrill of, hunt, thrill of the hunt through the table was only good for an eight count. Drago gets up at eight. He ate a boot for that. The finish came when Cuerno channeled his inner John Cena slash Alberto Del Rio Royal Rumble 2013. And he tied Drago to the uh, to the ring itself, to the ring post. Tied him up like at the chest. So, like, Drago could struggle to get up, but, like, it, nothing was going to happen. Like, he was in such a position where he could not get up. And that's how King Cuerno won. And oddly enough, I'm pretty sure that's the end of the feud, too.
2: Yeah, they did, they did two things. He channeled his inner Yano, and he tied him yeah. up so he couldn't get up. But they did two <laughs> things, and they, they kind of <laughs> emphasized it with the comments they said on, stri- on commentary and with yeah. the way Cuerno acted, is that, yeah, he's a hunter, but he's opportunistic. And he he wasn't willing to fight a, 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 a an opponent that could physically get up, so he had to resort to holding him down. And you could ar- you could argue if that's honorable or not. Like it's, it's no disqualification. Yeah, it's it's not. But you know, it, it's anything you can do to keep the person down. So it's clever. But he didn't want to face a, a Drago after Drago wasn't taken down by the thrill of the hunt. So it kind of, they're kind of alluding to him being, you know, a heel, cowardly, not really. And probably
1: frustrated because he just hit his best shot and it didn't close the match out. I would assume. Yes.
2: He won, but at what cost, like a heels victory. And it kind of makes it so Drago, it saves his credibility a bit. Yes. He lost, but yeah. High down.
1: I had to say like, Oh, well they protected him, but yeah, they definitely protected the character, which they spend a lot of this season protecting the character of Drago for sure. Um,
2: (laughs) But he kind of lives on a razor's edge for for a bit, too, though.
1: Yes, Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's in season two that. Oh, my God, I loved it. And I, I can't wait to talk about, about it. It's it's early in season two. It's great, man. I'm so ready to get to it. But, you know, we got about like another half a year to talk about it
2: maybe yeah how many seasons are in an episode or how how many seasons uh, are in an episode?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh there's 26 episodes this season we've done 11 so we've got 15 more episodes this season wow. um and that drago feud starts in like i think the third episode of the second season okay but we'll get that yeah i did notice and i like that after the match Querno took the deer head, the trophy that he had earlier, and put it on Drago. Like, yes. that was a really nice touch.
2: Like, he's mounting him that, on his wall.
1: Yes. Yes, take a dragon tail, put it on your wall. That's your trophy. That's your big game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, um, lots there was of a things part, happened here.
2: There was a segment. Did you notice that one girl showed up again? That's she always did. showing up in the crowd? Yeah.
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't notice her
2: she was in there and she was wearing a, uh, a staff shirt as if she was working there.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Really? She was,
2: yeah, she was in the crowd and she was wearing a Lucha underground staff shirt. And I hmm. kept thinking, I was like, okay, uh, did she beat someone up and take their uniform or did she actually apply for the job? And she had a one-on-one interview with Dario Cueto <laughs> and <laughs> she got, through, and she got through the interview and got a job and no one's noticed that she's just been lurking around. <laughs>
1: I would like to think the latter. I'd like to think that's what happened.
2: I, I need it to be kind of kayfabe that that's what oh. happened. I, I need it.
1: Yeah, she went deep cover, interviewed <laughs> for a, a job. job. Let's say she wore a wig to the job oh. interview.
2: Well, she was dressed like she normally <laughs> would. I just noticed that she had the. She's wearing all black, but it's a Lucha Underground. Is this like
1: staffing. during a match or something, because I didn't notice her.
2: Yeah, pretty sure it was during the main event. Oh. Hmm. yeah if they didn't talk about it that you just they just showed
1: a shot of her and i was like wow okay i don't remember this Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, good eyes greg good eye um lots of things happened here sexy star got another win pin is on a new path that's always great to hear cage doesn't give a shit about your heat the crew may have blinded big rick in one eye he may get an accessory of some sort who knows and uh, also the crew won earlier, King Cuerno into the feud, but but at what cost? And uh, we have plenty of other things to talk about next week on the Grave Consequences podcast. Folks, we are going to get out of here. Um, our time is up. Your time is now. Um, oh, uh, we do. Have one- that. Oh, we do. Don't we? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go. This was a good this was a good character building character expanding episode and I didn't think the action was too strong. The main event was fine, but there have been better main events on this show, in my opinion, much better. Um, that being said, I am still going to give this episode a seven. I'm actually right with you. Cause I, I don't think it was a
2: six, but I don't yeah. think it was an eight. Like it wasn't at an eight, but it was good. You should watch it. Uh, yeah. It's a good story. There's better main events. There's better stories and there's better mm-hmm. characters. Like I don't, I don't care about the crew. Um, But, you know, it's every the sum of all the parts were good, I think.
1: Think think of this episode as one of the Walking Dead episodes when they're in the prison. (laughs) Like, like you may not appreciate it at the time, but it's going to come a long way later on. There you go. And uh, folks, like I said, our time is up. Your time is now. We do. I do have one thing I want you guys to remember. And that no matter what, no matter what anyone tells you, whether it's like, you're full of your own shit, you can't do this, whatever, don't, whatever you do, do not let anyone tell you, lest do not believe them when they say that we are not the Ace of Podcasts, because as we all know, we are the true Ace of Podcasts. Goodbye. Folks, we are not alone here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. There are plenty of other great shows on here, none as great as ours, of course, but we have on this lineup a bivvy of great shows, including 8-Bit Suplex, Suplex, hosted by Sandy Gaviria and Josh McLaughlin, even though he hates me for some reason. We also have All Things Elite, hosted by Austin S. and my boy, my fellow Oki, Floyd Johnson Jr. Again, that's All Things Elite. That covers AEW, and it does it in a damn good way. We got Get in the Ring, DJ Cooks, great host. Also, he hosts a show called The Great Match Generator, and I believe... Uh, once or twice you've been on that show, if I'm not mistaken, right, Greg?
2: I was on the first one.
1: We've also got grown men watch this shit. Again, that's James Vanderbeek and Chris Bryant, two great guys, in my opinion. Another show, uh, New Japan centric, keeping it strong style, hosted by Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh Smith. A couple of great guys, in my opinion. Lo- loads of great people on this network. If you if you notice the theme. Also, of course, we got the OGs of Social Suplex. We got One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd, every Sunday on the network. We've also got the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Last but not least, I love those guys. They're my homies from Scotland. Ricky, you are one handsome devil, and you guys put on a great podcast. And always remember to listen to the Grave Consequences podcast, or there will be Grave Consequences.